Welcome back, everyone. I'm Henrik Lundqvist. You're listening to Club 30. And first off, happy holidays. Jay, happy holidays. Happy holidays, brother. What a time. I love Christmas. I think growing up, Christmas was a very exciting time. And then you have many years of, you know, getting together. But it has definitely new meaning now when you have kids. Absolutely. You recreate that excitement that you felt as a kid because you remember how much it meant. Yeah, you kind of live through them, right? The decorations, presents, obviously, but I start playing Christmas music end of November. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our house is all Christmas movies, music, tree, as soon as Thanksgiving is over. Exactly. And I feel you have Thanksgiving, and that Sunday has become a a tradition at our house to to get the tree. The kids actually asked even before Thanksgiving, can we go get the tree? Can we get the (laughs) decorations? We were holding firm. There's like, no, we got to at least wait until after Thanksgiving, but we walk a few blocks to get the tree. I carried home. Yeah. I had back pain for about two days. But <laughs> Needles <it's> everywhere, <laughs> sap. <laughs> but I love it. And Christmas music, it just makes me feel, you know, relaxed. Even driving my daughter to school, both daughters, listening to Christmas music. I feel like it's a great start to the day in December. Yeah, yeah, totally. It makes you feel uh, pretty thankful and grateful. Speaking of uh, thankful and grateful, you look amazing today. Oh, thank you. Sick shirt. <laughs> These are Quality great. vibes. Yeah. Founded at Lot Less. Yeah. A great store. Our new Club 30 sponsor. <laughs> 499 sweatshirts <laughs> on Canal Street. Thank you, Hank. This is yeah. great. This is my favorite gift so far. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, Merry Christmas. So as a Swede, we celebrate the 24th. Canadians? 25th. 25th. Yeah. Yep. What does that look like? Christmas morning is pretty like the big deal. You know, like the it's very archetypal Christmas. You wake up early. For us, it was check the stockings at 4 a.m. And then our stockings were hung on our doorknob outside of our bedroom. And Santa in Canada always did an amazing job. You know, my parents were so good at, at the, it was almost the better part of Christmas than opening the big presents because they were, they were so thoughtful. You know, I would get like little Lego toys or cars or magazines. And I would just sit in my room until everybody woke up, like going through the stocking stuff and then putting it all back together to pretend that I hadn't opened it. You know, so my parents watched me do it again. <laughs> Did you ever meet Santa? Is that part of the Christmas routine? Yeah, totally. It's not an overnight thing where they drop the presents. You actually meet him on the 25th? No, well, it's an overnight thing. See, we put out milk and cookies on the night of the 24th, yeah. right? So you put, you know, fill a big glass of milk up, have some cookies. And of course, when you wake up the next morning on the 25th, there's only crumbs on the plate and the Got milk's it. drank. Well, in Sweden on the 24th... Um, you actually have Santa come into the house when everybody's yeah. gathered. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So the whole oh. family's gathered. And usually it's the dad or grandpa. It's yeah. mysteriously missing every, <laughs> every time when Santa shows up. But growing up, I remember this because we lived in a small town. So actually, dad was always around. Yeah. But it was someone from town that they called in. Oh, so they, And they, as we got older, we tried to figure out who this guy was. <laughs> but there was a couple of times we had no idea who this person was that showed that's up. That's pretty good. And at times they had these scary masks. I mean, it, it didn't look like a nice Santa, but, <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was a lot of excitement. So a uh, follow-up question on Santa. In Sweden, did he have really tight pants? <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like a Euro no, Santa. There. You know, it's a worldwide Santa. So no, <laughs> yeah. no skinny, skinny pants. jeans. So what's on the Christmas table in Canada? In Canada, this is one of my pet peeves with how the Canada US kind of interaction happens. So in Canada, we have Canadian Thanksgiving, which is a Columbus Day in the US in October. Then we have Thanksgiving, 
same day, or, well, American Thanksgiving, right? And then we have Christmas and the meals are like annoyingly similar <laughs> sometimes, you know, there's a lot of turkey involved, a lot of stuffing. Some people mix it up and do like a ham for Christmas mm -hmm. or like a roast, at least in my family, but it's like a big spread. Things are cooking all day, but it, I just found the placement between Thanksgiving and Christmas to be like so close, like you really want to mix it. You don't want to have the exact same meal again. What about, what do you get? There's uh, so much food, but the big thing is the ham. Okay. Ham, meatball, sausage, That's fish. Hmm. Tiny shrimps. Tiny shrimps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From the West Coast. Yeah. That's a huge part of Christmas, what we eat. And obviously you make so much food that you eat it for the next three, four days. Right. It actually tastes better, I think, yeah. day two or three. In a sandwich or just, no, you no. just heat it up just and it just feel like even the ham gets better than day two or three. Then day by, by day four, you're kind of okay, enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, like, Let's move on. Talk to me about drinks. What's on the, the adult beverage menu? Well, there's one big thing for the kids, which is called Yulmust. It's a flavored soda. I only drink it around Christmas. Okay. And that's another thing my kids ask for sometimes. Do we have any Yulmust left from Christmas, like two months after Christmas? But I remember drinking that a lot growing up for the adults. Don't you have like a spiced wine or like a- Glug. 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 Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Of course you have that. And then it's funny thing in Sweden, at three o'clock, there's a cartoon. Okay. Uh, same show every year. And it's a, like a tradition. People watch it. Um, and it's funny. It's like part of the- The lead up towards Santa? Lead up to- yeah you know, dinner and Santa, you watch that show. So I remember every year watching that as a kid and you were so impatient, even though right. I loved the cartoon, it was like, can we just get going with the right. food so we can open the presents? But, yeah. Speaking uh, of presents, yeah. do you have like a, a standout memory of like a favorite gift or present you opened when you were a kid? I think all my hockey gear was always the most exciting stuff. Yeah. First hockey pants. Um, yeah. And Cooperalls. It was Jofa uh, hockey pants and then my first pads. But unfortunately, they were way too big. <laughs> um, they, my, my mom and dad, they found these used old pads that they gave me, but they were too big. So we had to give them back. But still, just to open those presents and yeah. the hockey gear always, you know, got me going for yeah. sure. What about you? Uh, A bike? Bike, yeah. <laughs> Bikes were big. I, I loved Lego. When I was, I still love Lego. Even to my apartment, it's full of Lego stuff. But I had amassed this huge collection of bricks, like probably 10,000 pieces. And they were, I didn't have any way to, to organize them. And my grandfather was a carpenter and he made me this custom storage unit with all these different shelves and layers. And I had it painted in all these different colors. And he he spent like, I don't know, 50 hours making this thing. And it was like the biggest present under the tree because it was this enormous, it looked like a big drum with different <laughs> sections. And that was pretty cool to open up. Yeah. And I feel like presents, obviously growing up, that was the, the most exciting part. But now I feel like it's really getting together with family and friends. Yeah. And the last couple of years, I always go back to Sweden. Yeah. I just look forward to reconnect yeah, totally. with people and and. Speaking of... Yeah, family, friends, and reconnection. Our guest today is actually my twin brother. There he is. Joel! Joel. What's up? Hey! What's up, brother? <laughs> All good here. How's it going? It's good. We're hey, good. listen, before before we get going here, I have to intro every guest on Club 30. All right, so... Spends all night preparing these little <laughs> intros. I just need to find my intro card. Oh, there it is! <laughs> By the way, I'm waiting for that shirt, though. 
Oh yeah, we oh, got yeah. one for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's coming. Dummy. Nice. He played 20 seasons in the Swedish Elite League. He's one of the most accomplished Swedish hockey players of all time with four Swedish championships, four CHL championships, and three world championships. He played the most games in the Swedish Hockey League history. And most importantly, he is 40 minutes younger than me. <laughs> Welcome to Club 30, my twin brother, Joel Lundqvist. Yes. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> how, do you, how does that feel? That was nice. That was nice. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Until then. <laughs> it was good until then. <laughs> hey, listen, it's been a big year for you. You decided to retire, walk away from hockey. It's been obviously a huge part of our life, your life. How do you feel? Feels good. Uh, I mean, it was my decision. I felt I was uh, done. I was ready to move on. Like you said, it's been a big part of my life, uh, our lives. And I felt, okay, I'm going all in this last year. And uh, now I'm ready for a new chapter, yeah. new adventures moving we, on here. So it feels good. We were talking a lot, I remember, during last season. We were going back and forth, how you felt, how to approach last season and also you know, what's next. And, and it felt like halfway through that last season, you were ready. And to your point, you really wanted to put it all out there. And uh, people that don't know Joel, he's, you know, he works extremely hard, is very committed. And I, I guess that you felt like this is, this would be the last year because um, you didn't want to do it at, at 90%. No, exactly. And I, I mean, Physically, I would be able to play another year or two, maybe. I don't know. But mentally, I felt, okay, it's been a long journey. And like you said, I'm, I'm preparing very well. And I had a big role in, in the team and the club for so many years. So uh, I felt it was time. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how to feel, uh, but I, I felt, okay, this is it. It's uh, all in and then final push. And, and then I'm going to be happy for, for my career. Yeah. We talked a lot about when you retired and the couple weeks after. I encouraged you to take some time, relax, you know, just take it all in before yeah. you start looking forward to what's next. But you were pretty impatient there. I remember that. You're like, you oh, yeah. wanted a plan pretty quickly. Yeah, I think it was just the mindset where you've been working so hard against something from a young age and a goal, a direction, and suddenly I didn't really know what to focus at. Then when you say, yeah, relax, just enjoy it. And I, I couldn't really enjoy that <laughs> moment until I had a new uh, direction or just a little more thoughts about the future. So I know it was a couple of months, like May, June, I had a lot of thoughts and, and then going back and forth, what I wanted to do and stuff like that. So it was, I knew I had that work to do, though. Because I pushed it forward all the time to to handle stuff after a career, but it was uh, intense. I felt what, it. What did you learn about yourself going through that process? Was there anything that you know surprised uh, you, or not really? Not real, but like to have a direction to to work against something. I think to have a meaning, not yeah. just sit around and and just relax. I mean, I, I want to work. I want to have something to focus at and. And then the physical part to exercise. So before it was my job, now it's just focusing on feeling good. Mm -hmm. Then the exercises 
key for me. And growing up, a lot of times you were the captain and you were also the captain for Lunda for the past 14 years. So now in your next chapter here, you're talking about leadership to people, to companies, to you. What is important to be a good captain? Well, for me, it's to be yourself, to lead with your strength, not to try to be someone else and think that you need to be someone special. Like you, you put in a, a situation where a team or an organization rely on you because who you are and my important words in my leadership is honesty, clarity, and, and passion. Hmm. To really have those three is huge for me. Hmm. I think that's where it all starts. I love that. What's been the response so far of the leadership speaking gig? That's been good. It's been fun, actually. It's like game mode. It's going in there and, and really deliver like a game. I had my first speech in the first of September, and I started slow with 500 people. I was a little nervous. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big one, but it's been good. It's fun to give back from what sports and hockey has given me for so many years. And I'm very humble in this situation because I feel I have a lot to learn in my new life here. Yeah, don't we all? You know, moving away from hockey, this transition, what's been the toughest part so far? Uh, it's, it's a little strange to say that I haven't felt anything that's really tough because the decision was mine and I, I felt I was done. So I'm more excited about all the new stuff. Now it's more exciting with getting new routines uh, in my life and, and big part is having more time with the family, uh, travel maybe and, and have some ski trips coming up. So just things like that is, is Awesome. Has it been weird to watch hockey this fall? I remember my first year out of retirement. It was a little weird because you work on TV as well back in Sweden. Yeah. And I were twins. I <laughs> have that gig as well, uh, working on TV. Watching TV hasn't been hard, but the first game back in Scandinavia was super weird. Walking back to the arena, Scandinavia, all the people, fans, and watch the team play. That was, was it emotional? A little weird. A little emotional, but still, it felt good. But it felt a little weird walking in there and sit in the stands and, and watch the team you've been representing for so many years. Hmm. As a player, you, you played a pretty physical game. I remember that already as a kid, you liked to throw the big hits. And even during your professional career, it was a lot of big hits. Do you remember? Or do you know how many hits you had? I, I was usually top three or top five in hits last 10 years at least in the league, but uh, what about penalties? Back, <laughs> penalties over 1,000 minutes. It's a lot. Is that the I most? I cooled down a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not in the league, but in, in Fralanda for sure. So, <laughs> congrats. Thank you. Now, when I, when I look back, I can see myself. I, I wonder what I was thinking in some situations. I played pretty brutal against other players and myself in a lot of situations, but we got smarter and a little better in those areas. I, I think back to when we grew up and you had this high riser slap shot. And I can think of so many times you smoked me in the head in practice and now we're both retired. <laughs> can you admit that at, at least a few times you did that on purpose? 
Um, maybe a few, but not more than that. It was just because I was a bad shooter. I wanted <laughs> top shelf above the glove, but boom, hit you in the forehead. It explains a lot. And on the throat. Yeah, uh, collarbone. That, that, that so was bad. my specialty. I a lot of times hit you there. <laughs> yeah, on the throat. Oh yeah, that, that yeah. Was, yeah. I I don't remember that much from growing up. Maybe goalie mentality, just forget much. <laughs> but when you think back to when we grew up, what comes to mind? I have a few things that like pops into my head. There's a few hockey things. Well, I remember your first two games. You let in twelve. The first game in eighteen. The other game, so. <laughs> was a tough start and I think okay is it it's gonna keep play, playing as a goalie or <laughs> but it was a tough start yeah remember, it was. The, remember that but other than that like you said it was a lot of competing growing up we loved competing in everything with a lot of sports and growing up in a small town in, in Sweden I remember everything there if I say ping pong table what comes to mind a lot of big games in the garage. Yeah. And that was one of my worst memories <laughs> as a kid when I lost and I kicked, I broke the whole the garage door with my foot <laughs> when I lost. And that's one of the worst memories of my childhood. I, I ran in the house and locked myself in and Henrik runs in the house and, and yelled to that, Joe, I broke the garage door. I was scared. <laughs> Yeah, you know, obviously having a twin brother and we have an older sister, we, we competed a lot. So th there was definitely some casualties <laughs> growing <laughs> up, garage doors, a lot of tennis rackets. Oh man, I broke so many tennis rackets growing up. And a lot of times we, it was our sister that they, she gave us her old tennis rackets right. because she, she was a really good tennis player. Yeah, it, you didn't feel great when you're, when you're broken for the third time. <laughs> and then like, that would be the last tennis racket. But yeah, I definitely remember how much we competed in, in so many different things. And that's why skiing was, you know, it was fun, but it just didn't feel great to compete against Joel. Like, I think we love team sports because it was so fun to compete together. You know, if it was soccer or hockey or floorball, it's a sport that's really big in Sweden. Sure. I mean, I remember even going home from school was a competition. Like we were on bikes going home and it was like tour it de was France. A race. It was a race. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, yeah. we're going slow and we had this long hill up to our house. We're going slow. And then just like that, someone took off and you had to be ready for it. Yeah. And we actually, it was contact too. So we pushed ah. each other down. So <laughs> someone would like fall off down in the ditch. <laughs> and then the guy that came second always had to open up the garage. So then yeah. the winner was standing there just smiling. Oh, I mean, it yeah. was... And that was every day after school. Yeah. Like it was so, constant. I was nasty. <laughs> <It> was nasty. <laughs> so much is making sense now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we moved away from home when we were 16 to play for Lunda and go to high school as well. And we shared a two bedroom apartment in Gothenburg. And I felt like we complemented each other really well. Is that how you remember it as well, Joel? Both yes and no. It was pretty good, but around that time, we started to separate as, as persons, and I remember Henrik with his time. I, I've been always so, like, on time. That's super important for me, and later on, in as a captain, I was like, okay, be on time, otherwise you're out. And there was so many times I was waiting in the hallway for Henrik. They're like, come on, we need to go, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> 
So it was, I remember there was some frustration there in the hallway, but other than that, other than that, it was pretty good. You were a good cook. I remember that. You cooked a lot. And the few times I had to cook, usually I ordered pizza for us. It's still the same setup, I heard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't cook a ton. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Do the dishes. And I have to say, like, we we played together then seven years in Gothenburg. And and at 23, you know, I, I moved to New York. And it was weird not to have you by my side, on the ice, off the ice. For you, was it just a relief, the fact that I didn't rob you in practice? Or what was your <laughs> feeling when I left? Uh, actually, I, I got to be honest, because it was a little mental game there, I remember, in, in the past year or two. It felt like you read my moves. I had like two or three moves. And it felt like I, I didn't score a ton in practice. So actually, it was a relief when you <laughs> moved away. I didn't think uh, you were going to say that. Oh, I, <laughs> But uh, as a brother, of course, it was tough. I and mean, it was weird to not have you around. At the same time, we knew that they would come. I mean, we spent every day together for 20, pretty much every day for 23 years. We saw each other in, in school, in practice, games. We played on every team together as a kids, junior national team, Rolanda. And then just one day, it, I'm in New York, you're in Sweden. And it was like, yeah, it was really strange. I imagine. Uh, yeah, it was. But still, it was like when you were in the locker room, you were you didn't think about that. It was more off the eyes. And then you were focusing on your team. But at the same time, it was very exciting to, to see Henrik start in New York. And I was nervous at the time, too. What's going to happen? And if it's going to make the team, all that. Interesting to follow from the other side of the world at that time. Yeah, yeah. And then you came over to Dallas and played for the Stars the following year, and we got an opportunity to play against each other. Yeah, what I was mean, that like? Oh, my God. Talk about a buildup. Yeah. And that was because I was up and down in the minors that fall, and like going up four and five times. And then I was sent down a couple of weeks before the game, and I felt like, ah, oh, I wanted to play so bad against the Henrik and the Rangers, but, and then the day before I get the call from the GM, it's like, okay, Joel, you're going up. And I right away texted Henrik. It's like, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> get a good night wow. of sleep tomorrow. Yeah, I'm coming after you. <laughs> yeah, I was so, so nervous. I was, was, was the game yeah. in Dallas or in, yeah, in Dallas? Yeah. No, it was weird. I mean, you have some big moments in your career when you win titles or, or magical moments, but this was something else to play against your twin brother that's been so close in the same team for so many years. And, and now you're going to play against each other. That was something else. And yeah, what was it like for you, Hank? Oh, I was nervous. Yeah. And all my teammates kept reminding me too. So it was hard not to think about it. And a lot of interviews too, with Joel, without Joel, before the game, that, that morning skate. And it's funny because we played so many games together, I was always aware of him being on the ice. I don't think I've ever been aware of any other players like that. Yeah. So even playing that game, I right away when he was on the ice, I was aware. And it made my pulse go up even huh. more because I didn't want him to score. I yeah. knew if he would score, I would have to hear about this for the rest <laughs> of my life. But I love that. To your point, Joel, it, it was incredible feeling, though, to feel like we were 
we're here yeah supporting each other so much growing up and throughout our professional career and yeah. to get that opportunity so th that was definitely special and you played for three years in dallas and then you went back to Frolanda, became the captain and you were there for 14 years can you before we move on from hockey but can you just describe your feeling what what Frolanda means to you as a young kid in order we didn't follow nhl much it was hard in the 80s so growing up the big dream for both of us was to play for London. Uh, so to have that career looking back, I think that was a big part of my leadership and, and how I played for the team. It was from pure passion for love for my team, for my club. And then that's why I, I played there for so, so many years. And um, all the things you accomplished on the ice, is, is there anything that stands out? I mean, you've four uh, Swedish championships, four CHL, three world championships. Well, it's like you, we played to win. Uh, that's where we, when we started, we love hockey. We like to compete and we love winning. So be able to be in those old teams that's been able to win titles. It's been amazing to win early on in the career. Both three and for London was big and meant a lot for, for me and for the club, I think, to realize what you need as a player and as an organization to win. And then 17, when we won the world championship together for Sweden, it was a lot of emotions. Yeah, it, I, I have to say that when in 17 to win the world championships together, yeah. I'll never forget that feeling. You see the flag go up, you listen to the national anthem. It was such a proud moment for me and an emotional moment because it was full circle, you yeah. know? I think at the time we didn't play for together for 12 years at the time in 17. And we had so much fun off the ice too. Like we were hanging out and it was like going back in time almost. Yeah. And then to get that opportunity and I just enjoyed it so much. Super, where does it rank? Obviously it's different, but where does it rank against the, the gold medal in 06? Well, Olympics is obviously bigger, but this was to Joel's point, a little different. It was emotional in a way I didn't yeah. feel winning the Olympics. That was pure excitement. This was more in my heart. Yeah. And more reflection on where we were coming from, how we grew up. I didn't think like that when we won the Olympics. Right. But this was towards the end of, of my career a little bit and, and to get that opportunity. And it was a lot of reflection and emotions yeah. that... Um, the Reconnect like that in the national team. We haven't been able to play a world championship together either before that. So we're one for one. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sitting here just ah. listening to you guys. And uh, man, your parents must be so proud of you guys. And Gabriella, your older sister. It's amazing just to have a twin. I'm trying to like imagine what it would be like to have like somebody that's so close to you and so involved in every step of your life. It's wild. Yeah, I, listen, I, I think it's the best being a twin. Obviously, I don't know anything else, but <laughs> right. to have your best friend <laughs> as a support always. Yeah. You know, we got along so well growing up, and it was a big support to always have your brother there. And a lot of times when we talked and we finished each other's sentences, or if I asked Joel, what do you want to do? We always felt the same thing. So yeah. it was nice to have someone that was always on the same page. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thank God you guys played different positions. <laughs> it would have been a different story if you guys were both centermen or both goalies. Yeah, both goalies would have been tough. Yeah. That question I got a lot early on when Henry moved over and started to have his 
amazing career in NHL or jealous about his career or whatever, like how he performs. But I was always so proud of what he was accomplished. And, and like we said, he played goalie. I was center. Uh, so you couldn't really compete in that way. It was more supporting each other and so happy for him and proud as a brother. So yeah. it's been my feeling all the way here. Yeah. And I don't know the some people might be listening. Some people might be watching right now. But so me and Joel, we are identical twins. And growing up, there was a lot of times where people thought I was Joel and that Joel was Henrik. Even our teachers, after a couple of years in class, still couldn't figure it out. And it still happens a lot. When I go back to Sweden, you know, I, I walk down the street. It's like, Joel. It's like, no, it's his brother. I'm like, Henrik? And I mean, even for you, Joel, coming to New York, you were here last spring and... Yeah. I don't know if you want to. But that was good. They started already on the streets. They're like, you're the king, man. I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> sure am. Good. And then I had a funny story at the restaurant where me and my wife were there eating. And I felt during the dinner, okay, they think I'm hungry. <laughs> I, I got those feelings that, okay, this is not good. This is not good. But in the end, they were like, oh, yeah, you, you have some extra dessert here. It's, it's on us. And I was like, oh, thank you. And just before we're going to leave and pay, it's like, it's been so nice to have you here, but can you please sign the menu? And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm his twin brother from Sweden. And they felt so bad. And we were laughing and just. <laughs> but at least you there. waited until the end. Yeah. Did, oh, yeah after yeah. the free service. Well, you probably made him pay for oh, it yeah. after that. <laughs> I took a couple extra wine glasses. But... <laughs> I mean, it was, but it's not it always good. a great thing for the other guy. I remember walking home a really late night in Gothenburg. As I think this was uh, late summer. So Joel already started his season. And I was walking home. It's probably 3.30 in the morning. And Joel has a game the next day. <laughs> and there's a big group of guys who stand there. I should try to hide a little bit. I just walk head down. And then I hear, it's like, Joel! <laughs> just yelling across the street. And I, obviously, I, right. I, I don't want to start talking to them so i'm just waving i'm not even going to say i'm henrik and then i told joel the story it's like yeah they some people might think you're out late but right drinking game yeah <laughs> so he can backfire too so hank as you know joel doesn't really like to talk about himself but the three of us and your whole family were up in toronto last month for the hockey hall of fame induction and i thought the two of us could pin henrik down and talk a little bit about that weekend and our experience well it was Amazing feeling to get there, uh, to have the whole family there and just celebrate Henrik and his career for sure. Uh, I thought they was recently with his retirement in, in New York, but this was uh, one extra moment to really be proud, super proud, and just take yeah. it all in. For me, having a long career in Sweden, really appreciate coming over and meet people. Being close to Henrik and being in the Hall of Fame now, it's something I don't think he was even dreaming about growing up or, or yeah. didn't know what it was, maybe. <laughs> Hanky, you know, compared to your expectations going into that weekend, now you've had a month to reflect on it. Like, how did it stack up? Uh, it was incredible. It really was. And Joel touched on it, just to have that opportunity to bring your friends and family together. And, and you know this, Jay, we have a great crew here in New York, but we also have a great crew in Sweden. And over the years, we, you know, we get these groups together. And it, it's just so much fun to see yeah. everybody hanging out, having fun, and get to know each other even better. 
So that alone was special. Yeah. And then, you know, it was a full weekend, the Friday you had the press conference, and then we received the rings. And that was cool to see the ring. Yeah. You walk, I'd never been to the Hall of Fame before. So to walk in there and, and see the, the history, you know, obviously the history, but to actually see it. And it's a reminder of how long this great game's been around. Yeah. And you're part of it. And you're part of a very unique club now, which is, I'm so honored and grateful for that. But it, it was a lot going on the whole weekend with, with yeah. the commitments around the Hall of Fame, but also the parties, late <laughs> nights, yeah. and play the game on Sunday, which was a lot of fun. I remember, you know, a lot of people came up to me, it's like, how does it feel? And it was weird because the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was a lot of fun. It was great, but I didn't really have the emotions until Monday. And I, I never forget because we had a walkthrough, you know, at the hall for the night, the, the mm -hmm. ceremony we, with the production company. And we were going through, you know, the timing and where to stand and all that. And I asked him, like, who's going to present my plaque? Because they kept it from me. And, you know, two weeks earlier, I asked them who's going to present it. And they asked me, Any, anybody special? Mm -hmm. And I, and then I say quickly, is it Patrick Roy? And they said, no, no, he doesn't do that. I was like, okay, that would have been cool. I thought to myself. And then on Monday, again, going through with the production company, he's like, yeah, it's going to be Patrick Roy. And it just hit me. Like it was, it was. You got a little emotional. I got very emotional yeah. because it was almost like I took a step back and full circle. Wow. This guy was such a big inspiration to me growing up as a kid. And, and now he's going to hand me my hall of fame plaque. Yeah. That's when the emotions hit me. And then obviously the sermon at night and to see him up there and that made the whole weekend, you know, come together in, in so many ways. And then talking to my family and friends and yeah. that's when I got a little emotional too. Of course. About my speech. Yeah. I was doing fine until I locked my eyes on my family sitting there on second, third row. And that, that, that made it tough to keep it together. Yeah, the speech was awesome. Funny anecdote about Patrick. We were all hanging out after the ceremony in the great room where all the plaques go up. And we got to just mention that, like how great a guy Lanny McDonald is. And he, so he's now the chairman of the Hall of Fame. And he's just an amazing steward of that organization. He cares so much about every detail. And you can really tell because, you know, like the team he has working there with him, like they're just so dialed. And we were just chit-chatting around the cup that was there. And, and Lanny's like, yeah, it's funny because when I gave Hank the call to get into the Hall of Fame, like I had one person in mind to, to give him his plaque. And so immediately after Lanny called Hank, he called Patrick Waugh. And for whatever reason, Patrick's like, I don't really do that kind of stuff. I'm probably not going to be in town. And Lanny told me that he called Patrick every month from that time and just bugged him. And Patrick's <laughs> like, you're, okay, you're right. I'm going to come and do this for Hank. Like, what a guy, Lanny, just yeah. because he knew how much that would mean to you. And it's just so thoughtful. It's amazing. And I'm sure Patrick's not going to listen to this podcast, <laughs> but I, I want him to know that it meant a ton to me that the fact that he was there and yeah. he gave me the plaque. So. Thanks to, to Lanny as well. We're bugging him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was an easy ask. Joel, what was your standout memory from the weekend for you? It's a lot of emotions, of course. And like, yeah, Netflix, it's all the old players in that environment. It's hard to really put in perspective. And now Henrik is in there with all those legends. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's 
cool. It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's surreal almost, you know, it's, yeah. and it is always it is. great to celebrate with your friends and family for any achievement. Um, and, and, you know, growing up around you guys the last 20 years, um, you know, your bar gets kind of raised and raised. And so I didn't know what to expect going into the weekend, but it was like, it kind of blew, you know, my expectations out of the water just because it was so like the buildup every day, there's kind of added to the day before. And by the time Monday came, it just felt like, wow, this is a one of one experience for us. Yeah. Um, it, I was and just I think so proud. Too, as a player, you can control what you do on the ice, but being like in New York with that retirement and going in the whole thing, that's what other people think you've been doing for the sport and for the team. So that's something else. Like you can control what you do on the ice and you know what you've done. But when you, other people really, think so much about you after your career like this for Henrik is yeah. unbelievable. The one challenge was it was so busy. There's so many like events to take us and uh, our club 30 listeners behind the scenes a little bit. What was like, did you get to appreciate or did you feel like you were just being shuttled around from event to event? I knew going into the weekend, it, it was going to be super busy. Mm-hmm. A lot of different things. I, I mean, I saw my schedule. So with that in mind, you try to Make sure, yeah, you're on time, Joel, to your <laughs> earlier point, but that you enjoy the moment. Yeah. And obviously, having the Jersey retirement here in New York a couple of years ago, that was also very intense, you know, with so many different things. But to find that peace and enjoy the moment is very important. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to do. And then, you know, every night was just a new experience. But I, I was in the moment and yeah. it was so much fun. And then playing in the game, you know, yeah. the, so many legends on the ice. And we finished the game with Peter Forsberg coming down on a breakaway to try to tie the game. And it was a perfect ending. Yeah. You know, I haven't skated since I retired. So I didn't think I would ever put the pads back on, but I did for that game. And I just loved to compete. Yeah. It was really a reminder of why we love this game. Yeah. Just the competition, especially the one-on-one, you know, when you face one, I love that going one-on-one with a guy and see who. I looked sure. I was, <laughs> saying, look sure. I was surprised. I was surprised how good, uh, how good you were on the ice there. So it was, uh, yeah, well, he skated impressive. for three weeks straight before. <laughs> oh, but I skated three or four times. Like it's, it, uh, and the body was holding up pretty good as long as I didn't do too many breakaways. Then yeah. it was like my groin started to get a little sore, but. No, the competition part is definitely something that I miss a little bit. Yeah. But, and how about the gear? The gear, yeah, we we had a custom made gear for for that game with the Hall of Fame logo, and and I gave it to Lanny after the game to, for them to keep in the Hall of Fame, and I so I wrote my signature, and now I, I still have to practice the H O F twenty three, and I also put in say percentage 100 <laughs> with a smiley face on the pad so if you're ever in, in the hall of fame you can see you know there was no goal scored on those pads so uh but it was also a moment where i, I could tell how much it meant to lenny that the, the, the hall of fame and and um yeah he was very grateful and yeah. it, to me it, you know i was extremely grateful for the entire weekend yeah Anybody that you guys saw or ran into up there that that you weren't expecting? Hmm. An old teammate, Mike Modano. I was just before we went to the ceremony yeah. to sit down. We were on the line like pretty fast, and I was just walking by and just quick say hello. It was nice to to see him. Like I haven't seen him since I was in Dallas. So it was just fun, but I was a little shocked yeah. and surprised. But he was a big idol for me too. Growing up, I had two posters on the wall. It was. 
Peter Forsberg and Mike Modano. And I was able to sit next to him in the locker room like 20 years after I grew like my childhood there. So it was pretty big. That's awesome. Angie, what about you? Anybody? I mean, the biggest surprise was Patrick Roth. Yeah. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. That was the best one. With with all the other inductees, did you get to chat with them a little yeah, bit? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. To get to know both Mike Vernon and Tom Barrasso, you know, playing in the 90s. I remember, you know, I I was a huge Patrick Roth fan and Dominic Hasek, but I also had a poster of a bunch of other goalies. And Tom Barrasso and Mike Vernon was definitely on, on the wall as well. And yeah. and it was just fun to hear stories, you yeah. know, and we talked about equipment and pads and, and the differences uh, with the game, but... I loved it. All the inductees. It, it, it was awesome to, yeah, it was, to get to know them. Yeah. They did all, all did an amazing job uh, on Monday night. All right. Last, last Hall of Fame question. We, we can keep going. But now that you've had some time and some space after the career, and even after the Jersey retirement last year, like did the Hall of Fame uh, weekend make you look back differently or give you different kind of feelings about your career? I don't know. I, I feel like the the Jersey retirement was extremely emotional mm -hmm. for so many different reasons, you know, in a way it was a little closure, but it's just so honored to have that happen. Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I look back at my career with a lot of, you know, gratitude. There's definitely parts of me that I wish I did more. No question about it. That one more. Um, but I do look back and I know in my core that I, I did everything I could mm -hmm. the way I trained or prepared, you know, it makes me happy and smile when I think of, of the memories, but also I'm, I'm part of a very unique club and I'm ready to move forward and yeah. look to what's next. Yeah. But every time I do look back, it, 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 it is with a big smile. It really is. Yeah. You can't ask for anything more than that. It, it's so many good memories that I'll bring with me for the rest of my life. And I'm sure it's the same with you, Joel, that, you know, the game, yeah, it is about competing. It's about mm -hmm. trying to have fun or try to win. But the game has given us so much more, more than playing a sport. It's re relationships and lessons and guidance. Yeah. You know, the hockey, you know, as a kid, you think about the actual game. But now sitting here reflecting on our careers, you think about how much it's actually given us as people. Yeah. You know. And then, yeah, you gotta uh, enjoy the ride like every day. I mean, I love the game, love love your work, and and I think that's been a key for us to have that passion for the game to really enjoy it too, uh, not just yeah. the competing, winning part. It's just we love the game, and it's uh, been a big part of our careers. I think. Yeah, you're still in your first year here in, in retirement. Yeah. I don't know. It's, and I said this when I retired. I don't love the word retirement. It's more of a transition. But what do you see in 24 for yourself? Uh, I talked a little bit earlier where I'm very humble and open-minded right now for the future. I'm really excited about learning a lot of new stuff, meeting a lot of new people. So going from sports and having that goal where just focusing on one thing now it's more feeling good about in life and getting the everything going here i'm just starting a new journey here and moving forward so i'm, I'm excited about that that's more my mentality right now and, and also the last couple of years we talked a lot about making an effort to see each other more you know and 
life, you know, we have kids and yeah. even when I go back to Sweden, we, we have different schedules, but now when you're not training a lot or games, I, I see a huge opportunity for us to spend even more time together and I hope to travel a lot more with you too. That hasn't happened mm. a lot over the last 20 wow. years, you know, but listen, yeah. Joel, thank you for coming on Club 30. Congrats on your career and your transition here into next chapter and really proud of you thank you so much and, i'm uh, very honored to be on the show here and uh, with you two guys here it's been a pleasure and- i'll see you in a couple days so happy holidays yeah. i think we'll, we'll wrap this show with joel on the line here so to all our club 30 listeners i hope you have a great christmas and holidays and new year's coming up and we'll see you all in the new year. Yeah. Thanks, Joel. It was really great to see you. Really great hanging last month. And I hope we get to do it again soon. Thank you. It sounds great. Thank you. See you guys. See you guys.